Hi guys, welcome to today's segment of Well of Wisdom Life Things podcast on Anchor, a place for free expression where comfort meets life. I'm your host Elizabeth and today we'll be discussing today's youth and one of the many things that they face on a daily basis. Keep in mind that the brain of any person under the age of 25 is not fully developed. They tend to be more emotional and decide emotionally rather than reasonably. Let's explore some of the things that our young people face today in this technologically advanced stage of our current society, where the tapping of a key can take you places where the recesses of your mind can only imagine. I myself, because of the era in which I grew up and due to the sheltering that was in place at that time, I was a late bloomer. There were things that others knew and had explored way before I even knew that some of these things existed. At 18, I was extremely naive. I lacked the knowledge about a lot of things in a time where a great many things were taboo. Our parents were not as quick to be open and honest about a a vast number of topics like sex, drugs, and whatever was going on on the street. Not exercising good judgment and wanting to be free from my mother's grip at the age of 18, I became sexually active out of high school and I had my first child by the time I was 19. My boyfriend at the time who became my first husband was just as snot-nosed as me, except that he had street knowledge, unlike me. So neither of us knew the first thing about raising a child. Here we were, almost 19 years old, and we were pregnant with our first child. I was not then, and still I'm not in favor of abortions. I respect others' decisions if that's what they're in agreement with. I am no one. To say anything about it but I do respect others decisions I personally don't agree but because I've always had that mentality of if you play you pay and I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and say that I didn't consider it at the time that I became pregnant but simply because I was definitely afraid of letting my mother know that fresh out of high school I fell in love and I became sexually active and thus became pregnant So I was really scared to tell her because I didn't know how she was going to react. The only people that really knew that I was pregnant were the father of my child, myself, and of course, my best friend at the time. I was literally terrified of letting my mother know or having her find out. It was very common for our parents to kick you out of the house if they found out that you were pregnant. And back then there was such a thing as a shotgun wedding. So they would oftentimes make the guy marry the girl because, you know, damaged goods, whatever, whatever. Imagine the fear in my heart, fresh out of high school, pregnant and nothing at all to fall back on. Not even my child's father, because honestly, he was young and he was immature and he was into the wrong thing. And he just wasn't on the same wavelength. I had a a better level of maturity than he did. And when I found that I was pregnant, I was like, okay, well, this is it. Um, Let me tighten up my bootstraps and let me do what I have to do for my child. We were both young and nowhere near being prepared to raise a child, let alone be married. But we did it anyway. We got married and I had my son. He soon became my little sidekick, my life, my everything, my little bundle of joy and my best friend. I taught him everything that I could think of that I knew at the moment. Um, I was really the only one that stepped up to the plate, you know, because I knew that regardless of whatever might come in the future, that I was going to be the only one to really step up for my child because of the cognizance and the maturity that I had at that time. One thing for sure that I knew was that come hell or high water, whether I was going to raise him alone or I was going to raise him with somebody else or with the father, that the last thing that I wanted was for my child 
to not have his mother as well as not having his father. When my mother found out, she found out I was already like past my first trimester. And honestly, she wasn't as harsh as I thought she would be. She even told me that I didn't have to get married if I didn't want to. And the one thing that I that I know that hurt her was that she didn't hear that I was pregnant from me, but rather from my father, who obviously rubbed it in her face because since they weren't together, they were always competing to see, oh, who's the better parent. But the fact that he wasn't even present in my life says a lot. So the one that was there was my mom, and I felt really bad because... I wasn't the one that told her, but it was because she put the fear of God in my life and I didn't have that kind of rapport or that kind of relationship with her where I I felt that I could come to her and talk to her and be like, hey, mom, this is what's going on in my life and this is what happened. Um, It was just, you know, one of those things where she didn't find out from me and then the person that told my dad is someone that wasn't even close to me, but I believe she did it out of spite and up until not that long ago, I didn't even talk to this girl for obvious reasons. Long story short, I raised my son alone. I did it to the best of my ability, according to the tools that I had at the time. And I'd like to say that I did a good job, but definitely it was far from perfect. It's what happens when you jump in feet first without really thinking of the repercussions when you make certain choices. The point I want to focus on is not the pregnancy itself, but rather the fact that because I didn't have a solid guidance, not because my mom was a bad mom, But because she was a working single mom and the lack of a close relationship or even rapport with her allowed for me to make certain choices that in no way, shape or form exercise good judgment. Because I was so sheltered, I had that it can't happen to me mentality and that my friends is what you want to avoid at all costs with your own children because it can and it will happen to them. You don't want to keep your kids on lockdown, especially in this day and age when there's a plethora of information all over the internet and more often than not... Their friends, who are also clueless, misinform them about a lot of things, which end up putting them at a disadvantage. People used to tell me all the time, you can't be your child's best friend. And I know there's a certain degree of truth to that because it's hard to discern when to be parent and when to be best friend. But at the same time, if you're not your child's best friend, somebody else will be and not necessarily, you know, in a good way. Sure, that, you know, don't be your child's best friend, be the parent, be strict and, you know, discipline them and all of that. That worked eons ago before computers, before cell phones, the Internet and sexting. But come on, guys, things, people and the world around us are a totally different animal than what they used to be. You have to instill trust in your children. You have to teach your children how to become trustworthy how to have a word and how to be a person of integrity because if you give them an inch and they take a foot then there should be repercussions and privileges should be revoked when they don't abide by the rules that you lay down for them it comes to a point where they're old enough to make their own decisions and just because they're not 18 in the eyes of the law they're not a full-fledged adult does not eradicate them from making a wrong choice because you're not always going to know the choices that they make um you know I totally understand or I understood that concept when I was raising my first two children in the 80s and the 90s but my millennial baby who was born in 2001 taught me a thing or two about rolling with the times 
and being your child's best friend. Because if you're not, like I said before, someone else will be. And let me tell you something, folks. If you're not present with your children and if you never talk to them about life, trust me when I tell you life will happen to them. And oftentimes it may be too late. The world is going to answer their questions for you. And Lord knows they're going to have a gazillion questions, a lot of which they're not going to feel comfortable talking to you about. And this is why you must lay down the foundation and leave that open door policy where they can come and talk to you about anything without you feeling some type of way. Yes, we all want what's best for our children and we want them to not go down the same path we did and we want them to not do the things that we did. But at the end of the day, when you realize that they are their own individual person and that you'd rather have them come to you and be honest and ask you questions rather than go behind your back and be hiding behind the bushes with the things that go on in their life, you would rather have that kind of a relationship with your child, an open, honest, and communicative one. I know there's a fine line between your child's being your child's friend and exercising your parental rights, but being a single parent versus being a family unit where there's two parents, it's two totally different animals. There's always the nurturer and then there's the enforcer and together they complement each other and they forge a team. But if that team should disband, get ready for the chaos because children don't always understand the dynamics that come with a separation or divorce or a breakup or disbandment of, of that team. You know, they're going to feel some type of way. They're going to act out and they're going to be affected, whether you believe it or not, or whether it shows on the outside or not. Be prepared to speak openly to your children because children are curious by nature. And when they seek answers, they'll go to that extra mile to the end of the world trying to find those answers. They're not always going to be the best answers and they may not be the correct answers, but they will seek those answers. So the best bet would be for you to have and open communication with them so that way if they have questions when they have questions you will be the first resource that they come to you or another trusting adult because sometimes us as parents we don't want to see the reality of who our children are but so we tend to like no 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 not my child that's not my baby my baby's not like that but we have to remember we live in a totally different world right now Always do your best to keep your child's innocence intact. And just remember that each child is different. You may not be ready to discuss certain things with your children, but the world does not care. Don't be so quick to keep your children in the dark because the answers that they seek are out there lurking, people. You are the biggest influence along with their environment. The people around them, the TV programs that they watch, the music that they listen to, and the company they keep will all play a major role in their development and the kind of person that they become. I know that you can't always be around, but if the foundation you lay is solid, they may stray because, you know, sometimes that happens because life happens, but they'll always double back. I know I did. I strayed many times and I came back many times with many dumb decisions later. But thankfully, I'm one of the few from my generation of friends and acquaintances that survived the 80s and 90s. And I'm still here to tell about it. I've seen so many of my peers meet their demise early because one or a few wrong choices. Sit down with your children. Teach them that there are choices and that the choices always have repercussions. Let them know that some of those repercussions can be everlasting and sometimes even life-changing. 
Our children today are facing so many more things than those of us that grew up in the pre-technology era. And to be quite honest, pregnancy is the least of your worries. And it's the least of their worries. Be there for your children. And even if you don't agree with their choices, let them know that you can. they can always come to you. It isn't your job to live their life for them. You gave them life. You teach them well. And then you fully prepare yourself for them to make their own decisions. They will make mistakes. Invite them to take accountability at an early age. Whether you like it or not, they will make their own choices. And if you become one of those impositional parents that goes by the book and doesn't fully connect with your child and respect who they are as a person, they will leave you out of the equation. They won't come to you and confide in you and ask you for advice and tell you what's happening in their life. And in today's day and age where there's so many mental health issues and there's kids cutting and there's kids bullying and there's kids um, going through, you know, promiscuity and all kinds of things. And there's a lot of people out there with the sex trafficking going on and the prostitution rings and we're living a rape culture. These young people are living a rape culture. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on around there. You want to be part of that equation so that your children will suffer the least damage possible during their adolescent and young adult years. One of the things I do with my youngest is that I allow her to be who she is at any given moment. I allow her to fall and I'm just there to pick her up when she does. Lord knows she's fallen a few times and I'm always there. Why? Because I'm mom, because I'm always going to be there. She always comes back with a lesson learned and a little more experience. Not always the most wonderful of things, but nonetheless, it is her own personal journey and I cannot rob her of her own human experience. What most people don't realize is that even if you don't believe your child is doing a particular thing, even if you don't remain open to the possibilities, it's going to hit you like a freight train when reality hits and you find out the real truth of what your child is into. A huge part of parenting mishaps I feel are prominent today is that parents tend to forget that they were doing what they were doing at that age, at the age that their children are. They forget what they were doing at their child's age. This is exactly why they try and shelter and control their children. But in trying to shelter and control them, they fail to realize that whether or not they're in the loop depends on them and their reactions to whatever their children have to share. Perhaps not the same things, maybe not even as bad or possibly not at all, but they're going through a lot of the things that we went through and I'm sure they're on a way much larger scale. Keep in mind that we live in an ever-changing world with an infinite number of demons and monsters ready to take your unsuspected children hostage. Having open communication with them makes for better chances of them coming to you at a moment of uncertainty for advice, for guidance, for answers, for just listening purposes. Children tend to forget that their parents were once babies, toddlers, preteens, adolescents, young adults, and eventually parents. They forget that we're not perfect and that humans don't come with an instruction manual. Our children are merely little humans, improperly equipped to do the things adults do, and it's up to us to change that. It starts at a young age. 
the younger they are when you start to teach them, the younger they are when you start to teach them to honor themselves, to respect themselves, to love themselves, and just affirm the beautiful things that they are on a daily basis will allow for them to become confident in themselves. And if you, in the future, they know what kind of person they want to be. Whether we like it or not, whether we agree or not, we have and raise our children for the world, not for ourselves. So keeping that in mind, just remember that whatever behaviors your children exhibit, whatever manners you teach your children, whatever form of respect you teach your children towards other people, towards elders, towards themselves, and towards you is going to work in the long run. It's going to stick in the back of their mind. Because if you don't teach them, the world will teach them for you. And unfortunately, the things that are being taught in the world right now are not the best. And kids, like I said, throughout this whole podcast um, are very curious and they like to be hands-on. They like to have the experiences themselves. But sometimes having these experiences themselves as opposed to listening to guidance from somebody else who may or may not have gone through the experience or maybe, you know, they saw somebody else go through it or maybe their own parents went through it. Whatever the case may be, the fact that you can give them this information, it gives them a choice of whether or not they want to take this information and run with it or whether they want to take that next step and do what they want to do. You got to remember, at the end of the day, it's their life. And you would rather be on the right side of their communication with your children than on the wrong side. You don't want to judge them. You don't want to chastise them. You don't want to criticize them. You guide them softly, lovingly, and just let them know that no matter what happens, you are there for them. I hope you enjoyed this segment of Well of Wisdom Life Things. I'm your host, Elizabeth. Remember, we're all in this thing called life together. None of us are perfect. And through our own personal experiences, the wisdom acquired deserves to be shared in order to teach somebody something. Peace and blessings. <laughs>